With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, man, on defense, I, I never want to use the word scared. Like, it's tough because these guys are so tough. But I think from a standpoint of, okay, don't get beat, don't let more bad happen, it seemed like the Bills played scared on defense of give them too much cushion. I mean, there was guys just wide open everywhere underneath. Joe Burrow looked like he threw for 400. He only actually threw for, like, 240 because – Everything was just super easy, and it was short, and, oh, my guy's wide open. I'm going to give it to him, and they just did that down the field. Think about the second touchdown that they had to Hayden Hurst where they threw it over the top. It was the fake screen to Jamar Chase, and they just hit Hurst wide open over the top. That's because Jamar Chase drew so much attention. Poyer's playing safety. He immediately bites on it because he's like, okay, that's Jamar Chase. Like, I don't want to have that guy in a one-on-one, and then they just lob it over the top, and it's the easiest touchdown the Bengals have probably scored all year, and it felt like that kind of thing happened way too often on Sunday against this team. And I know that they're really good and I know they're really talented, but the Bills should have been able to do a better job of especially stopping some of those plays, but also stopping the run. I think that also played a huge factor in this game because going into it, you're like, well, yeah, if you really just focus on stopping at Burrow and the weapons, then you probably are going to be able to have some success. And then Joe Mixon comes out and he's hitting them for six, seven yards a clip, which is unacceptable. Well, that's a big part of it, and they did miss Daquan Jones. No doubt about that. They missed Daquan Jones in this game. And without Daquan Jones, what it allowed the Bengals to do was really double-team Ed Oliver. And I think that kind of exposed a bit of an area in the Bills' defense, which is they don't have much to go against the run if they don't have their really good nose guard, if you will, the, the position he plays, Daquan Jones. And as much as Ed Oliver is a nice, penetrating interior defensive lineman, uh, he has to be paired with somebody. And that was a, a big... I think really kind of exposed something that has to be addressed this offseason. Yeah, I think that the two biggest things that they need to figure out in the offseason are, one, they need to solidify both lines. And the second thing is adding playmakers, especially on offense. I've seen this from a couple people here and there, and I do think there's some validity to it. I almost feel like you got to go all in on one thing. And the Bills fastball for as long as he's going to be here is going to be Josh Allen. So if you're going to go with one mindset this year, maybe it's okay. We got to go all in on the offense. We need to make this way more efficient. We need to make this, we need to have this team have way more playmakers, but defensively, without Von Miller, they were a completely different team. They they just could not get after the quarterback. Yeah, they've been searching for that for a long time, right? And what bothered me was obviously we know like all of the it's been said. I mean, all the resources they poured in the D-line last few years, high draft picks, free agents, to not be able to disrupt in any way. Now, I'll say, 
Honestly, Matt, if they had Von Miller, I don't know if he would have mattered in this game. No. The way that the Bengals were just getting rid of the ball. But at least he would have drawn attention. At least he would have had something there. But to get run on like that, this was a Bengals team that did not run the ball very well. And then they did in this game. And that brings up also, they don't have a real thumping middle linebacker. And there's been a lot of talk about Tremaine Edmonds and what his future holds. But maybe this was a game, too, that gets them to, hey, if we would have had somebody that's more of a downhill guy instead of a couple of really, really good athletic guys, maybe things turn out differently. So I think it also is an area where they'll have to examine based on this result in this game, what they might want to do there. And we'll get into the free agents and stuff, but just the overall picture of how the construction of the roster, I guess, is what I'm asking there. Yeah. I mean, specifically with defense, you have questions at really every level. There's a ton of things that you got to figure out defensive line wise. I mean, you have the obvious ones, guys like Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, those players that came back, like, what are you going to do with them? Ed Oliver, he's on his fifth year option. Are you going to sign that guy to a long-term contract right now? It probably doesn't seem like that's something that they have to do right now. Then, of course, you get to the linebackers and you get to the Tremaine Edmonds question. We'll talk about that more later. That's probably going to be the biggest storyline or one of the biggest storylines going into the offseason. And then you get to the secondary. You've got Jordan Poyer, who has meant everything for this team, but obviously really banged up this year. Age 31 year. That plays a big factor into it. Tredavious White never quite looks like healthy Tredavious White. There were times when he had flashes of it, but it was not consistent. Kyir Elam had a really great game against the Dolphins. He was also playing against a third-string quarterback, so I think that that elevated the play a little bit. Like, what do you need to do moving forward with all of those different levels of the defense? And they don't have a lot of money either. So I said this yesterday. There are way more questions going into this offseason than there were going into last offseason, even given how that one ended. All right, we're going to talk about the free agents and the pending free agents. But before I do that, Sean McDermott was asked on Monday at his you know, end-of-season address, basically, about coordinators. Would he commit to them? We're talking, obviously, Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier. He said, I don't want to get into staff right now, which is fine. It doesn't mean that he's going to not commit to them, you know, eventually, bring them back. But can you see a change at the top of one of those sides of the ball? Can I or do I think it happens? Both. I don't think it happens. <laughs> I can see the justification of making one of those moves. I, I mean, even the justification, I agree with you, but the way this coach operates, it's hard for me to see it happening. However, I will tell you, the way he sounded on Monday, I think anything's on the table. I agree. I think somebody's going to fall on the sword. and It's not going to be Sean McDermott. It's not going to be Brandon Bean. It's not going to be Josh Allen, obviously. So, I mean, then you have to figure out what are you going to do. I think the argument against moving on from Ken Dorsey is it was one year. He was, it felt like, handpicked by Josh Allen like 12 months ago. They, If they do move on, this would be Josh's third offensive coordinator in the last three years. And for a team that's always talked about continuity, especially on the personnel side, it feels like that's not a recipe for success. Can I give you one more reason? Sure. As much as it felt like it was a struggle, they actually scored more points a game this year than they did a year ago under Brian Dable. Yeah, I know, but I don't know how much I even bought. I felt like last year it was like the power struggle of how much are they supposed to run the ball and how much are they supposed to pass the ball, and they just had a lot of different things. They also had... They also had more weapons, quite frankly, last year than they did this year. Which is a, and Dorsey. That's what I mean, which is kind of helping Dorsey's case. So I don't think they're going to do it. And I think of the two, that would be the more likely move. There is something to be said about, though, the defense in these big moments, in these big games, has struggled. Like They have a hard time going against these elite quarterbacks consistently. And and that's, that's a problem. 
Well, let's talk about the defensive side, though, as you just bring that up, which is him and Leslie Frazier being together for, you know, six years. The Sean McDermott, right? 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, six years that he's been here. We all love and respect Leslie Frazier. There's no doubt. I and mean, he's incredibly respected around the league. Sometimes you do have to have a different eye. Look at things. Sometimes the relationship gets to a point where, hey, we've done enough together that maybe we have to part ways for the betterment of each other. I'm... I don't even know if I want to like go down that road, but I could understand this organization feeling that way. It almost feels like it would be a blessing in disguise for them. If one of those guys got another job and the decision was made for them. But I I just, for as much as Leslie Frazier has meant to this team, I just don't see it happening. I think that the Dorsey move would be more likely than the Frazier one. And I think you can make the justification both ways. I, I just, I, don't get even though there was a non-committal answer from McDermott on Monday, I just don't get the sense that they're going to move from either one of those guys. I agree with you, and I'll also tell you just from being around football and how it works through all levels, what is very important to football coaches and organizations is loyalty uh-huh. and fitting in and knowing your job and not trying to be you know somebody who's going to take over or look for your next job. And I think Sean McDermott has a group of people here on his coaching staff who are very loyal, who he believes in, who buy into him. And I don't think that should be discounted. We could all talk about the X's and O's of it, but that is an extreme important, extremely important trait to have the loyalty and the buy-in of what you're doing within your building and not just looking for the next thing. And I think Sean McDermott has that set right now, which would surprise me if he does do that. All right. Well, let me ask you the follow-up then. If they were going to move one of them, if they were going to part ways, who is it more likely that they part ways with? At this point, I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to say I think it would be Leslie Frazier. Okay. I think after six years, you could say, look, he's amazing. He's done a great job. And it would almost be, though, I don't, I don't even think it would be a firing. It would be almost a, like, mutual, uh-huh. hey, you know, this is better for all of us. Because I listened to Josh Allen yesterday when he spoke, and they said, how much room can you, can you grow? And he said, a ton. But he goes, I love him. He's great. And just spoke so glowingly about him. And I think that that would even be, if Sean McDermott let go of Ken Dorsey, it would almost be an own self-indictment on, well, we did this for one year and it was wrong and I shouldn't have done that. And he would probably want to give it another year to grow. It also looks bad on Josh because a lot of it was said that Josh was very involved in the decision to ultimately hire Ken Dorsey. I, I am not suggesting this at all. Please don't take it this way. But you remember how much flack Eichel took because of the general manager and the coaching thing where it just continued to be like, okay, like who's Jack in a fire now? And that's obviously not really what happened. But I don't think that they really want to go down the rabbit hole of like, I think that Josh Allen's opinion here really matters probably more than anybody that isn't Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. But he should not have final say on any of those things. And I do think that he probably wants to, you know, give this another go with somebody who I think he has a really good relationship with, and everybody always wants to try and immediately jump to like, okay, this is the easy solution to make, but it was the guy's first year. It was first year. Think about any job in the world. You learn a lot as you move on, like a lot, a lot. And this was his first year calling plays. Yeah, he's been in the league for a long time as a player, as a quarterback coach, all the different stuff, but I'm sure that's an art form in a way, and it takes a little while to get there. I mean, come on, you weren't completely polished and awesome your first year at WKBW? I think I might have been better then than I am now. <laughs> I was fresher, younger, more excitable. There you go. Love it, love it. All right, let's get into the free agents and how all of this might play out with the Bills this offseason. 